Anglican Anne, said Julian, with a grin. I must remember to find their overalls. I'm going to phone George now, this very minute, said Anne, getting up from the table. Do you mind, Mother? I've finished, and I'd like to catch George before she takes Tim for a walk, or does some shopping for Aunt Fanny. Uncle Quentin will be glad to be rid of George, even for a meal, said Dick. He fell over her lacrosse stick yesterday and wanted to know why she left her fishing net about. George didn't know what he was talking about. Poor old Georgina, said his mother. It's a pity that both she and her father have exactly the same hot tempers. Her mother must find it difficult to keep the peace. Ah, here's Anne back again. Did you get George on the phone, dear? Yes, she's thrilled, said Anne. She says it's just as well we're not going to spend the day with her because Uncle Quentin has lost some papers he was working on and he's turning the house upside down. George said she would probably be mad as a hatter by the time she arrives this afternoon. Uncle Quentin even made Aunt Fanny turn out her knitting bag to see if the papers were there. Dear old Quentin, said her mother. Such a truly brilliant scientist. Remembers every book he's ever read, every paper he's ever written. And has the finest brain I know. And yet loses some valuable paper or other almost every week. He loses something else every day of the week, too, said Dick with a grin. His temper, poor old George, she's always in some sort of trouble. Well, anyway, she's jolly glad to be coming over here, said Anne. She's biking over with Timmy. She'll be here for lunch. Is that all right, Mother? Of course, said her mother. Now, seeing that you had today's dinner for last night's supper, you'd better do a little shopping for me. What shall we have? Sausages, said everyone at once. I should have thought you were quite literally fed up with sausages after last night's feast, said their mother, laughing. All right, sausages. But Timmy can have a bone, a nice meaty bone. I am not going to buy any more sausages for him. That's quite certain. And shall we get some nice cakes for tea as Mrs. Lehman is coming, said Anne? Or are you going to make some, mother? I'll make a few buns, said her mother, and you can choose whatever else you like, so long as you don't buy up the shop. The three went off shopping, cycling along the lane to the village. It was a truly lovely spring day. The celandines were golden in the ditches, and daisies were scattered everywhere. Dick burst into song as they went, and the cows in the nearby fields lifted their heads in surprise as Dick's loud voice swept round them. Anne laughed. It was good to be with her brothers again. She missed them very much when she was at school, and now they would have almost a whole month together with their cousin George, too. She was suddenly overwhelmed with joy and lifted up her voice and joined Dick in his singing. Her brothers looked at her with affection and amusement. Good old Anne, said Dick. You're such a quiet little mouse. It's nice to hear you singing so loudly. I am not a quiet little mouse, said Anne, surprised and rather hurt. Whatever makes you say that? You just wait. You may get a surprise one day. Yes, we may, said Julian, but I doubt it. A mouse can't suddenly turn into a tiger. Anyway, one tiger's enough. George is the tiger of our family. My word, she can put out her claws all right and roar and ramp and rave. Everyone laughed at the picture of George as a tiger. Dick wobbled as he laughed and his front wheel touched Anne's back wheel. She turned round fiercely. Look out, idiots! You nearly had me over! Can't you see where you're going? Be sensible, can't you? Hey, Anne, whatever's the matter, said Julian, amazed to hear his gentle little sister lashing out so suddenly. Anne laughed. It's all right. I was just being a tiger for a moment, putting out my claws. I thought Dick and you might like to see them. 
Well, well, said Dick, riding beside her. I've never heard you yell like that before. Surprising, but quite pleasing. What about you showing old Georgia claws sometimes when she gets out of hand? Stop teasing, said Anne. Here's the butcher's. For goodness sake, go and get the sausages and be sensible. I'll go and buy the cakes. The baker's shop was full of new-made buns and cakes and smelt deliciously of homemade bread. Anne enjoyed herself choosing a vast selection. After all, she thought, there will be eight of us, counting Timmy, and if we're all hungry, cakes soon disappear. The boys were very pleased to see all the paper bags. Looks like a good tea today, said Dick. I hope the old lady, what's her name now? Layman, who's coming to tea today, has a good appetite. I wonder what she's going to tell us about. Did you buy a nice meaty bone for Timmy? asked Anne. He'll like that for his tea. We bought such a beauty that I'm pretty sure Mother will say it's good enough to make soup from. So